This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello. Of course, I pressed the back button and then didn't take off the overlay. What a great start to the show. <laughs> you can tell things aren't going to be working my way this morning. Hope you're doing well, guys. Hope you're doing good. You know what the thing is, is this mouse, right, has a back button right there. And if I accidentally click that back button, it just takes me off of the screen, which is great. So I have to be so careful about where I touch this silly mouse. It's a weird sentence. Um, good morning, guys. Hope you're doing well and uh, enjoying uh, the last couple of days before Christmas. Good morning to the chatbots, Kaiser. We've got Ali, Paul, Mohammed, Matt G, Carl, Harvey, Terry. We've got Pedro, Dan, Tom Sabol joining us as well at 3 a.m. from Tampa. What are you doing, Tom? Bit of a strange decision. Ex, uh, Essex bloke, we've got Colin, AV, Jose. We've got Thracia King, Leon, Rath of Aries, Nick. Temi, James, Rahil, uh, Pedro joining the Flying Fish gang, uh, James T, Andreas Nielsen. Um, fantastic stuff. Marcus, John, uh, so many more as well. Thank you so much, guys, as always. Um, and uh, and Josh, happy birthday, mate. Hope you have a fantastic day as well. Everyone wish Josh in the chat box. Huge congratulations on his birthday. Let's kick on, though, with, as always, we start off with telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal way. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you do. Uh, we'll be doing a show at 9.30 a.m. as always on the Arsenal agenda, Monday to Friday. I'll be joined uh, by guests to be chatting about all the latest Arsenal news and getting some more questions from you guys. So if you're not done uh, when you finish today's show, make sure you tune in over there as well. But our first story, of course, is to react to Arsenal getting Liverpool in the semi-final of the Carabao Cup, which will take place in mid-January. It is, at the moment, set to still be two legs. However, that could change. Um, there were suggestions that the Carabao Cup will take place across just one leg in the semi-final, in which case Arsenal's home draw against Liverpool would be a positive because it would indeed mean um, that we have to be at home, which is always good. Going to Anfield, we know, is not our most successful ground, although we did win the last time we went there 
in the League Cup. Uh, if you remember, we won on penalties, I believe it was. Ainsley Maitland-Niles famously scoring that very nonchalant strike. But uh, it's. I think this is a probably the better draw that we could have got because of the African Cup of Nations. Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, Naby Keita will all be at the AFCON um, as long as it goes ahead, of course. And so, therefore, um, we hopefully will not have to worry about them using those players. We'll have to contend with your, your Mina Minos, your Origis, your Jotas, uh, your Bobby Firminos, um, but uh, they won't have two of their three. Uh, of their most used players this season, uh, which is a massive positive. We will, of course, be out. Uh, we be without uh, Thomas Partey, who has been called up to the Ghanaian national team officially now. Uh, Abamyang El Nenny and Nicolas Pepe also not going to be available, but uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we can progress through to the final. All I would say is that if Chelsea can't beat Spurs in the semi, it's going to be a nail-biting final to try and stop Spurs from winning a trophy. And we don't want to be uh, the ones that enable them to win a trophy, which would be very frustrating. Um, but uh, hopefully we can get to the final. And it would be a great competition for us to win and use as a bit of a springboard to propel us towards the top four by the end of the year. Let's uh, continue on with the news, though. And Lucas Torreira is set to stay with Fiorentina. Uh, the Italian side are expected to activate uh, his kind of option in his contract, which is expected to be around £12.75 million. They've already paid a loan fee. And, of course, Atletico Madrid's loan fee from last season will have added up. So we get probably something around the 15 to £17 million mark in total for what we've made off of Torreira, which is still a loss considering we invested near £25 million to bring him from Sampdoria. But he's expected to move on. He's more than happy to do that. He wasn't very happy at Arsenal. We know about his situation. We know what's happened last summer as well with uh, the unfortunate passing of his mother and all of the fallout interviews that followed as well. So it's about time that we cut ties and that this story kind of closes its last page because it's best for all parties that Torreira moves on, which is a shame because there was a real potential for him to be a fantastic player, but uh, it's not to be. Now, Jonathan David's agent has been speaking about his future and confirms that he is likely to leave the club at the end of the season. Arsenal have, of course, been previously credited with an interest in the Canadian international, scorer of several goals for Lille this season as they try and defend their league title. It's not going to be a league title for Lille this season, but they are pushing forward to try and, of course, get as high up the table as they can. And Jonathan David's been a big part of that. Um, and they've been pretty good at replacing players that have left. They, of course, replaced Pepe and they brought in Ozymen. They lost Ozymen and they brought in David and things have been going very well in their recruitment department. But they could yet be losing yet another player for a big profit. And David could be targeted by Arsenal if he is indeed to move on with him previously being credited by Simon Collings of the Evening Standard as interesting the club. Moving on to Sergino Dest. Barcelona are said to be open to selling Dest, considering the fact they're going for a £55 million deal for Ferran Torres. They are in need of recouping some funds to try and balance the books. There is more money available to them. Um, than people imagine. However, La Liga's financial fair play means that to register Torres, they are going to need to move some players out of the club in order to balance things. It's more about the registration of players rather than Barcelona lacking any kind of financial incentive to go for players. It's about how they balance the squad and La Liga's rulings behind that. That's why they couldn't sign up Lionel Messi to a new contract. 
Um, but Ferran Torres, it's an interesting move. There's a lot of money to spend on Ferran Torres, but I kind of see the route that they're continuing to go down with the, the young profile instead of going for these huge fees for aging players like Coutinho and Antoine Griezmann. So it's a better move for them. But Sergino Des, could Arsenal go back in for him? We have been linked in the past. He could be a good backup to Tommy Yasu, who could cover a number of positions, central midfield, or rather defensive midfield, and left back, he can play in those positions too. Very versatile player. We'll wait and see. Next story revolves around Aubameyang. Now, Chris Wheatley tweeted uh, a story of his from Football.London uh, in which he spoke of the understanding that he is to assess his options ahead of the January window. Um, Barcelona's likelihood of signing him is ever diminishing because of the contract situation of Dembele, who's expected to sign a new deal. Torres coming in. There's still links to Edison Cavani too. It looks like the Barca route is pretty closed. But Juventus are a club that continue to remain interested. They, of course, do need to be looking at a striker having suffered with goals and a lack of a centre-forward this season. Um, there's had to be offers from Spain and also from Italy uh, for the player. Whether or not any kind of move materialises, we will have to wait and see. And the African Cup of Nations existence during the January window is only going to complicate matters further. But he is said to be considering his options ahead of a possible January move. What that will end up being, we will have to wait and see. And lastly, our final story is that Matthias Svanberg of Bologna, uh, Bologna, of course, the club that we signed Takira Tomiyasu from, is said to also be interesting Arsenal. Swedish international, central midfielder, early 20s, does fit that kind of profile that we've been expecting for Edu and Arteta to be targeting. Highly rated player uh, and certainly one to be watching out for on the international stage with Sweden, was breaking into the Swedish national side in midfield. Uh, at the Euros. Uh, unfortunately, he did uh, test positive at the beginning of the tournament, so he wasn't able to be in the squad for the start, but was expected to play a fairly decent part in that, and he has continued his fine form into this season. There are plenty of teams higher up in the Italian league that are interested. I mean, I'm aware that clubs like Juventus have certainly been tracking uh, Matthias Svanberg's development, and Arsenal are now said to be another team that are looking to sign the midfielder. If we went out and signed him, I would be very happy with that. He would certainly provide Arsenal with plenty of quality in the middle of the park. And as I say, he's age profile well. He's going to develop and improve continually. He's kind of your can play as the the the, the deep line playmaker. He can play in a deeper position in midfield, but can also play in kind of an eight row if you wanted him to. He's got that versatility to his game. So I'm looking forward if Arsenal do end up signing him, um, what he could do for Arsenal. Yes, he does look a little bit like Erdegaard, does he? He's got that kind of I suppose it's uh I suppose it's the Scandinavian roots perhaps that they both share Norway and Sweden. So but yeah there is uh there is a a very similar uh, kind of facial structure to both of them. So there you go. Maybe uh, a, a long distant relative from the past somehow. Um anyway that does complete the news which means we'll be moving on to your questions in the chat box. So if you indeed do have something that you'd like to ask Throw it into the chat box and we'll be going through as many of them as possible in the next 10 to 15 minutes. Okay, let's jump into the chat box and go to Matt G's daily hypothetical. Uh, Matt says, Cronky needs cash, so needs to sell two of our new signings 
in January. You have to decide which two we sell out of Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, White, Erdogan, or Tavares, or Lekonga, of course, as well. Who am I selling? Who am I selling? Uh, I suppose you would say Tavares because you've already got Tierney um, and Manchester City's interest. Maybe you could get a good fee for him. And the other one, I suppose you'd have to say White because we've got Saliba coming back next season. So probably White and Tavares make the most sense considering the options that we'll be having to cover both of them. Um, so there you go. I hope that answers your question. Uh, Vinny, are there many teams who can realistically afford Aubameyang? Do you think he will take a wage cut to go somewhere and play? It's impossible, Vinny, for me to say whether or not he would take a wage cut. I don't know. Um, possibly. Um, he's earned a lot of money in his time at Arsenal and so maybe would be willing to take that cut to move on and play regularly in the latter stages of his career. He enjoys playing. He wants to play. He doesn't want to sit on the bench. He's not that type of player. Um, so I imagine that he probably maybe would be willing to go somewhere on slightly less of a fee. But there are lots of teams out there that do pay big wages to players. Juventus have in the past to Ronaldo, as we know. Maybe they would be willing to do it again with Aubameyang. But it's going to be a waiting game on where he goes and if he goes. It's going to be a very, very intriguing story that has a huge impact on Arsenal's striking situation and whether or not they need to sign one player or two players, whether they can let Nketiah leave in January, whether or not they can let Balogun leave on loan. It could get messy very quickly and Edu is going to need to be completely on the ball with all of the decisions to get it right and not derail Arsenal's hope of pushing for the top four towards the end of the season. Uh, Carl says, Tom, where do these stories originate? Is there uh, a Tommaso Cantillo podcast over in Serie A? Um, look, stories originate from agents, from clubs, from the players themselves. People have contacts. People, you know, know uh, individuals and those individuals and contacts will release some information about players for a number of reasons. But uh, people have uh, friends very close that are inside the club that they can ask uh, about kind of the, the, the tracking of certain players. That's where these stories come from and do originate from. To get the full picture, it's very difficult because clubs, in particular the clubs, don't want the information getting out. They don't like other clubs know that they're interested in the player or that they're going after a player. Um, but information does usually very quickly get out through the medium of agents and other individuals as well. Uh, Stephen says, I still think we need some quality experienced players to complement the youth. Do you agree? It's a, it's a question, Stephen, that I continue to battle with because the senior players, ironically, have been the ones that have let us down so far. Um, Partey has not looked good. Aubameyang, we already know about. Lacazette is doing better. Granite Xhaka, we know, can be indifferent and divisive, but has also been okay since returning from injury. So it's difficult because I want to bring in players that are going to be quality. Yes, I think there is a lot of value in bringing in an experienced player, especially in maybe defence um, on the cheap in the summer to really kind of guide those young kids. But it's not about bringing in experience for the sake of experience. You just Quality is the most important thing. But uh, it's, you know... It's one that I wouldn't discount bringing in some experience because we do look very young and maybe we'll need some uh, some experience into the team. Uh, Tom, uh, who, as I say, joins us at 3am. Madness. Uh, what veteran goalkeeper do you see us going for Leno uh, when he leaves? And why is it Ben Foster? Um, I don't think it'll be Ben Foster. I don't know if it'll be an experienced goalkeeper. Um 
it's impossible to know what we who we'd go for. We've been linked to to a number of players in the past, like Andre Onana, but he looks like he's going to be going to Inter Milan. Uh, Alex Runison will return in the summer. Will they risk uh, what he's been doing? I hear from Manu that he's been doing quite well in Belgium. He's just recently got into the starting eleven of the. I think it's is it uh, Leuven that he's playing for. But we know that he's probably not good enough to be Arsenal's backup, um, and we'll probably look to sell him as soon as possible. So. Do you go down the experienced, homegrown route of an Alex McCarthy, a Fraser Forster, a Sam Johnston? Do you go down that route? Or do you look to bring in someone that could compete with Aaron Ramsdale and push him? Because you don't want Aaron Ramsdale getting comfortable. But what we can expect is Leno is likely going to move on either in January or the summer. We'll have to wait and see. Essex Bloke said, it's a question, but if Arteta becomes too blinkered on youth and ignores experience, could he fall into the same trap as Wenger, who spent years developing quick ball players and ignored strength? Of course, the possibility is always there. What I would say is that at the start of his uh, tenure, people complained that he was too blinkered away from the youth and was too blinkered on signing the likes of Cedric and Marie and Willian. Whereas actually now this switch has improved things. But you always need to find a balance. Balance is always going to be key in squad building. I'm sure, and well, rather I hope that he knows that. And so fingers crossed we won't have to deal with uh, an imbalanced and weakened squads if we don't add the necessary quality that we need. Temi says we need uh, to steal in our midfield, or we rather we need steel as in industriousness and strength and vigour in our midfield in January. Which defensive midfielder do you have in mind? Look, Arsenal's ability to sign in January, as we know, is unknown. We don't know if they're going to be able to spend lots of money. We don't know who they can go for. January presents a very difficult situation because clubs don't want to lose players. The players that you can get typically tend to be the ones on the outskirts. And those players have a questionable quality because why are they not playing in the first team? There are clubs you can go to, usually the elite clubs that have players on the fringes that are still very decent, aren't getting enough minutes. You look at Bayern Munich, Mark Rocker, Toliso, these kind of players that could add some steel and, and quality to your midfield. Jeffrey Kondogbia at Atletico Madrid, possibly, as well as another one. So there are options out there. It's whether or not Arsenal are able to get them out of their clubs and yet whether or not the players that they sign can bring you enough quality. If not that, then we're going to be having to look to make kind of a huge fee, a huge bid on a player that maybe wouldn't cost you as much in the summer and maybe the club will take that into account. Um, let's scroll down a bit further. Aditya says, do you think if Arsenal are not able to sign Vlaovic for 80 million, they should go for David or Nunez for around 40 to 50? Both of them are tearing up in their leagues, but will slowly adapt. If you can't get your plan A, you go to your plan B. You don't just stop and not go for anyone else. Do I think it should be a Jonathan David or a Darwin Nunez? I'm less certain about Nunez because obviously he's playing for Benfica in the Portuguese league and I didn't really like too much of what I saw against him when he played against Arsenal, but that was only one game. I've not watched too much of him since, so I can't comment. Um, Jonathan David is looking to be a great talent uh, and certainly someone that has the potential to be a very, very, very good striker. Whether or not that fulfills that potential is still, again, it would be a risk if we signed him. Or you can go for your Calvert-Lewins of this world or your Yusuf Nezri's of this world that are in their mid-20s and would give you more assurance about what they could provide. Or you can go down the Alexander Isak route, which is, again, another talent, but showing a hell of a lot of potential and quality at still a very young age. I would think that Arsenal have many plans of many players on their books and have a list of players they want to sign 
in certain positions and they will go down that list if they can't sign their initial plans. Uh, Dan says, question, do you think Arsenal's opportunity for top four will meet the owner's expectation to spend money? I feel like this could be our opportunity to skip a few years and kickstart a new generation. Again, the club has always been open to spending its own money, it seems, uh, especially in the last couple of years. We've seen significant investment in both summer windows and, of course, in the January window too. So I I have confidence that if there's a move that the club wants to make, that it would be able to. But to expect the ownership to invest their own money, it's just not going to happen. That's not the way the club operates. But the club does have money to spend. And so they could spend money in January. We'll have to wait and see whether or not they do. But I agree with you, Dan. It's an opportunity to kickstart a project. You say a project, I hate using that word. But, you know, I get what you mean. It's an opportunity to kickstart that kind of next step maybe slightly earlier than they were expecting, if we can get into the top four, which would be a brilliant, brilliant achievement. Um, let's scroll down uh, and go to who is Svanberg most similar to? Oh, that's a good question. Um, his style is, and bear in mind this is coming from a secondary, secondary and ever so slightly primary from looking into him a bit. Central midfielder, number eight, that can also play as number six. He's not slight, hasn't got a low centre of gravity. He's fairly tall. Um, Matthias Svanberg, who is he most like? I hate these questions because I like judging players on their own merit. But oh, I don't want to say Xhaka. Um, I don't want to say he's like Xhaka, uh, even though he can play that similar role. But... You know, he can be more offensive than Xhaka. He can be more direct of his passing than Xhaka. Maybe like a Coque, uh, Atletico Madrid, but slightly taller frame than, than Coque. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably land around there. Um, but he, he wouldn't really play on in a wide position. I don't know if he could. But maybe Coque when he plays in central midfield, that type of player. But uh, it's tricky to kind of pinpoint a specific player that he's similar to. But... Uh, you know, your central midfielders that have the height to them, that have a good engine, that can run up and down the field, have good direct uh, levels of passing, will pass out to the wide areas. Um, I don't want to get your hopes up and say he's like Goretzka. Goretzka's a very, very good player. Um, but who knows? I mean, he could he have the potential to become as good as someone like Goretzka? And he would need to bulk up a fair bit if he wants to. Goretzka is a bit of a tank these days, as are most players that join Bayern Munich. Um, but look, he's a very good central midfielder. So there you go. Uh, Marcus says, who is more injury prone, Renato Sanchez or my microphone? I'm hoping that my microphone sounds fine to you. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping that it's coming through fine. If it isn't, I can only apologise, but I'm really trying to uh, keep it going. Um, Danny Ata Scoop says, what about Tyrick Mitchell as a possible Tavares replacement if he leaves? I would be very, uh, be very open to that, yes. Um, TJ Max says, if we're very, uh, if we're very clever... We could sneak a cheeky, unhappy Sterling and Vinaldum in January, which I reckon would push us to third place. Uh, Winnie would help Patino so much too. But if you told me that we're signing Sterling and Vinaldum in January, I'd be over the moon. Um, Vinny, is Svambo trusted enough to look after his parents' house keys? What? You'll have to you have to tell me by the scenes what you mean, Vinny. That's gone way over my head. <laughs> Aditya says Calvert Lewin is already at his ceiling. I disagree. Much rather have a higher potential like David Nunez uh, or uh, 
on the Cothillians podcast by Zach Lowry rates him as the best player in Portugal with Gonçalves. I mean, Gonçalves, Gonçalves, Gonçalves. Um, Gonçalves is a player that I'd love to see at Arsenal. I don't think it'll happen. I think he will move to your biggest teams in the world, but uh, he's someone that I would certainly like to see. Uh, Conor Gallagher as a comparison. That's a weird one. I don't know why they would compare him to Conor Gallagher. That's that's really strange um, because I look at Conor Gallagher more as someone who likes to get forward a hell of a lot more than than Svanberg does. So I find that a bit strange. He can play, as I say, in any of the three central midfield positions. can play as an eight, can play as a six, can play as an advanced kind of eight. But Gallagher I look at as far more attacking specialised than Svanberg. Um if this is Tom, do you not mind having your... Uh, do not mind him. Your mic is fine. Do not mind him. And Marcus was only joking. Uh, mic is fine. I was on about to start the show. Keep it up at, at the great work. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate the uh, the kind thoughts. Uh, Javier, is there any confirmation from Josh uh, what our budget is? Look, you're never going to get Josh come out and say how much we're going to spend, Javier. Uh, that is very, very wishful thinking. What... Look, I... I, I don't mind Josh. I can't stand Stan. Um, Josh is a lot more open. I get the feeling that Josh it does genuinely want the team to succeed. Call me naive if you like, but that's the feeling that I personally get. Um, and I feel like I feel like that that we are moving in the right direction. I just don't know whether or not the the manager in charge is still the right manager, but I have a lot of faith in Edu and the recruitment and where they're moving the club and where they're building the squad. It's going to take until the end of the season, I think, before I really get off the fence. And it will be a case of getting off the fence because I still very much am sitting on the fence with the managers. We discussed in yesterday's show with Lev and Sophie. Um, I said I was going to judge at Christmas. I am going to have to delay that because I can't yet judge. It's impossible for me to say whether or not I think Arteta's going to do it or whether he's not. And so I'm going to wait till the end of the season. If we get top six is my expectation, then I'm saying, look, he's earned that next season. We've taken that next step. We've pushed ourselves back into European competition. Then I want to see continual progression. As long as we're progressing to that top four and getting ourselves established in the top four, that's where I want to see us. I want to see us established in the top four. I want to see us with the ability to challenge in the future. We need to progress. And that's, you know, that's what we need to look to. Um, 200 million war chests. Always a war chest, <laughs> says Gladiator. Yeah, 250 million war chests, says Social. Obviously, that's that's how much we're going to spend. Without a shadow of a doubt, we are spending silly amounts of money in the coming windows. We can confirm it exclusively. <laughs> Uh, Matt says success is subjective to the Cronkies top four every year might be success it might be Um, but I'm trying to stop using the word Cronkies as plural um, and use Josh and Stan separately I'm hoping that we can can, I'm hoping that we can push forward to greater things top six I would be happy with because I think that's where the squad is I think we are a top six squad in the sense that we had the fifth best squad in the league in my opinion we certainly don't have the top six manager right now. Alteta needs to improve a hell of a lot more before he's thought about it in that kind of bracket. Um, but we would have to overachieve to get into the top four with this squad. I hope that we can, 
But my expectation is top six. So there you go. <laughs> Dan, be careful, Tom. Someone might make an article about what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, you never know. Uh, Ubong says, I see us finishing above Chelsea. I wish I had your optimism, uh, Ubong. I really do. I really wish I had your optimism, mate, because if we can finish above Chelsea, that would be an incredible achievement. But uh, we, who knows? We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, a massive, I know I didn't say it yesterday, but a massive thank you to everyone that helped us get to 28,000 subs. We're already on our way to 29,000. It'd be amazing if we can hit 29,000. Uh, in the January window, maybe even 30,000 by the end of the January transfer window. That'd be amazing. Um, so do continue to support the channel. Do continue to subscribe. Do uh, t- do tell people to continue to uh, sub your friends, get them out there. Um, but uh, fingers crossed, you're a fantastic Christmas. I'm sure that most of you will do. Why would you not? Obviously, self-isolation might be a little bit annoying, um, but do stay safe. Stay well out there if you do end up Uh, having to do with any of that stuff but uh yeah drop a like on the video subscribe if you're new and i will see you tomorrow morning for the last 8 a.m show before um we wrap things up for the christmas break when i say christmas break i literally mean christmas day there won't be a show on christmas day but i am going to do a show tomorrow morning and there will be a preview show on christmas eve ahead of the norwich game at 5 p.m uk time so do tune in for that. The work never stops, as they say. You can join me in an hour's time over on the Arsenal way if you're not done with my ugly mug. But other than that, have an absolutely fantastic day and I'll see you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.